Marevtes. Happy New Year and welcome to Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast and our first podcast of 2020. In fact, it's the first of a new decade. I hope that you all had a joyful and relaxing holiday season. And I want to thank the many of you who sent your good wishes to my family and in particular my father, Nakin Spadabed Jack Mizorian, who was honored for a lifetime of service to the Armenian community and to Armenia last November. It was an evening that touched him deeply, and he is forever grateful, as am I. Well, this being the start of a new year and a new decade, I thought we would begin our 11th podcast by chatting with someone who only six months ago became the new Grand Matron, or Avagdirui, of the Daughters of Vartan. I'm sure that there are few of you, if any, who have not heard of Alice Kaluschkin. She's been a mainstay in the Daughters of Vartan for nearly five decades. Born here in Boston, she moved with her family to Fresno, California at the age of 10, then to Pasadena three years later. She joined Gayane Otyag number 22 back in 1972. She was matron, or Dirui, twice from 1997 to 99, and once again from 2017 to 18. In between, she's held just about every other office on the Chorut, more than once, and she's also served as ritual chair for many years. On the national level, Alice Kaluschkin used her financial skills as Grand Treasurer on the Grand Council, or the Avat Chorut, from 2005 to 2007. She was Grand District Representative for the Southwest during the term of the late Nakin Didui Agnes Sahagian. And she also serves on the Advisory Board as Assistant Treasurer for Merhuis, the House of Hope Home for Girls in Armenia. It is my pleasure to honor and welcome Avagdirui Alice Kaluschkin, who is in San Fernando Valley, California this today, to Talking Vartan. A belated Happy New Year, Avagdirui, and also happy anniversary to Gayane Otyag on its 61st birthday. Thank you, David. Uh, we had our anniversary meeting last night and enjoyed a great cake. <laughs> Already saw some some nice pictures of that that were posted on the uh, Knights and Daughters of Arts on Facebook page. So word gets around. That's that's wonderful. I'd like to know what it was about the mission of the Daughters of Vartan that prompted you to become a member back in 1972 and also prompted you to eventually take so many different uh, roles in leadership. Well, back then um, in 1972, you couldn't become a member of the Daughters of Artan unless you were married to a knight. I was a mom with three young daughters, and my husband joined. Nakin Sparabed, Steve Sermayan was very instrumental in getting him in. And he just fell in love with the organization, and he said, Alice, you have to join. I said, yeah, I will someday, but I'm busy with, you know, bringing up my daughters here and I'm and mom and dad and and I can't do it now. No, 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 you have to join. So I, you know, being the obedient wife that I was, I joined and I went to the very first meeting and ended up with a flag in my hand mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rest is history. What can I say? I, I've made friends there. I enjoy the camaraderie. I enjoy learning more about my Armenianism all the time. And, um, 
it, it's just been a huge part of my life and, you know, for a long time. Did you have any preconceived notions about what the daughters were all about before you joined? Had no clue. Really? Only in the sense that all of a sudden my husband, who grew up not very Armenian at all, got involved with Armenian people when he was at UCLA, all of a sudden he's become very Armenian and uh, enjoyed the organization, enjoyed his friends, and they were all people that, of course, I knew also. And um, it, it, it just was one of those things where I, I hadn't really heard that much about them. I knew they were there, but I wasn't that involved because I was just involved with my family. Well, tell me about what the Armenian community was like um, in terms of how close it was back when you first joined. And has it really changed much in the last 48 years now? Or actually, not 48. Yeah, 48 years. Yeah. Um, when I joined, I was uh, had gotten active at the St. Peter Church here in Van Nuys. And um, my husband's health was not all that good and so bringing the children to church to sunday school uh to the youth groups there became not only our cultural and religious life but it became a lot of our my social out being to go out and and be with my friends and they all became my friends and many of these people are the same people who were members of the uh, vartans and and it, and in California, or at least in our area here, it was a very uh, American Armenian community. They were almost all people who were born in the United States of Armenian background, and even though many of them didn't even speak the language, they still had that ethnic ethnic love and and wanting to do things for their uh, Armenian community and for their church. And I just felt like I kind of fit in there. So, and it it is different now. We have an influx of many people from outside uh, the United States, from the diaspora, that uh, have brought the nationalism back, or at least here on the West Coast, it, it seems to me that it's different than a little bit than on the East Coast. I feel it more now than um, when I was growing up. It was more fashionable to be in this melting pot and to fit in and and to come. My parents came here and became citizens and were trying to be Americans. And so I I grew up in a mixed home it was like in the house we were very armenian outside of the house we became very american and it was um you know i'm a first generation it was a little bit hard growing up but somehow or another when i got involved here um it i just kind of felt comfortable it's where i felt like i fit in and you, of course, have held so many different positions within the organization, both on the local level with uh, the guy in Otyag and on the national level as well. So you really know the infrastructure of the Daughters of Vartan inside and out. When you decided uh, that 
being the Avakdirui was something that you wanted to do, and uh, I, I don't know how many people urged you to do it. Maybe you could let us know that, but was it? Um, many. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were. When you decided that this was something that you wanted to do, did you have any sort of a set agenda of certain projects or certain um, topics that you wanted to tackle? Honestly, I didn't have an awful lot of time to think about it. I got several phone calls uh, urging me to um, try to get an avocado together um, I and to, and to run for office. And I, knowing how much work is involved, I very I hesitated and I said, "I'm, you know, not a spring chicken here. I don't know that I can do this." And please, please try to get a quarter together, a board. So I'm so fortunate because I got on the phone one night and made, well, first I made a list. I made several phone calls. And by noon of the next morning, I had an incredible board. Everybody I asked, almost everybody I asked, was agreeable to come on board and be part of the Avakoruch. And um, they're wonderful women, very intelligent, capable women, which you cannot do this job without that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very fortunate. And honestly, I didn't have an agenda except that it seemed like it, it was a thing that needed to be done. And... Um, I kind of am the person that will jump in and say, okay, okay, I'll try, I'll help. Um, we have found that uh, we've been very busy um, trying to bring uh, updates to our protocol, our, our procedures, our charitable organizations. We've been doing a lot of um, updating type of work. and. Um, and we've enjoyed each other's company so much. It's unbelievable. These women work very hard. We started meeting, I believe, we in April. Mm-hmm. Even though we hadn't been installed yet, we still started meeting in April. And not one woman has missed any meeting that we've had in all this time. So I thank them. They're really wonderful women. Avagdirui, how do you define your role? as the grand matron of the Daughters of Vartan. What do you think is the most important thing that you want members to know about what you need to do? I'm, I think have just now getting into realizing that I'm not involved with the Daughters of Vartan just on the local level. Um, I have to expand my thoughts and realize that I am um, a leader for the whole United States. And that is almost shocking to me because um, I didn't really put that in perspective when I was thinking of taking on this position. Really? Um, Yeah, it's like, I know it. I mean, I've been on the Avakotor before, but I wasn't the bottom line. I didn't know a lot of decisions I didn't have to make. I knew there was an awful lot of work involved because, uh, like I said, I've, I've served before. But um, I didn't realize the amount of 
um, speech giving and 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 article writing that was oh, yeah. involved. I'm the I'm the I'm the type of person that it's you know I'm good with busy work. Give me something that's busy work and I can handle it. Um, I think it's okay. I'm getting to know people uh, in throughout the United States, and that's a joy to get to know the sisterhood and get to talk to the sisters and get to know them better. Have you had a chance in these last six months now to visit any of the Otiagas across the United States? Obviously, I'm sure you've been to just every one in California, but have you had a chance to uh, visit any others? Actually, we haven't really done much visiting yet. We we, uh, got to Fresno, and uh, we have... uh, Los Angeles and Pasadena and uh, San Diego and Orange County, the, the rest of the four in Southern California, uh, we're going to do in February and early March. Um, we have not got to San Francisco yet. And once we do that, we will have taken care of the West Coast. We're looking forward and starting to plan our trip to New York at the end of April for the Times Square um, meeting and we're hoping that at that time we can extend our visit and and be able to visit some of the Otiags back there and even though this is a officially a one-year term it's usually expected and we usually do it in two years so we're trying to um, do as much as we can this year but we will do some visitations we will probably extend it until next year well, let's hope that some of those visitations when you're here on the East Coast uh, include some stops in New England. I know that there are a number of Otiags in this area that would love to, to see you and, and hear from you. I heard you speak last year uh, at the Grand Convocation in uh, Las Vegas. And first of all, you have nothing to worry about when it comes to extemporaneous speaking. You did a fine job. You really did. Oh, thank you. And, and, thank you. and, uh, but one thing you did talk, you did mention is that there is a lot of interaction that you, that part of the job requires meeting lots of people. Is there the right amount of communication right now between the Avakhorut and and you and the individual Otiags in terms of uh, being able to you know decide on projects and what what is best for the organization as a whole? Yeah, I do, and, and and that's been a concern of mine because I'm finding that it's almost like, um, you know, each Otiag is doing what they're used to doing and, and what they normally do is have their meetings in their own programs. There are um, a few times during the year when they join forces and do, um, like, the, I know the Daughters Back East and the the, the daughters in uh, California will have a spring luncheon or something together. So they do try to interact with each other a little bit. But I think, and I have, I honestly don't know how I'm going to do this yet. I've not been um, really sat down and, and worked at it. But I think one of the things we have to do is we have to, um, I don't want to use the word advertise, but we need to put out there the fact that the knights and daughters of Artan um, do so many uh, good projects and reaching out to others, not just in Armenia, because 
uh, Lord knows the, the need there is huge. Um, but we do have a lot of organizations and people that help there. But we need to also remember that we have uh, Armenians and other people in our communities who need help and and want to know about the Armenians and 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 we need to put ourselves out there I think a little bit more and I also think that that's probably a big thing to do to um, have our organization grow it's hard to get new members I mean the women are now are able to bring in uh, members who are not directly affiliated with the night and hopefully that's helping our membership uh, and we are able to to grow um, you know, when I was little, um, it, it wasn't, I mean, it was like, what was an Armenian? Now, I don't believe that's a question that anybody hears anymore. People know who we are, but I think we need to let them know who the, the knights and daughters of Vartan are also. Talk about the work of the daughters, and I know that over the last well, 48 years that you have probably been involved directly with uh, a number of different projects, um, both uh, here in the U.S. and certainly in Armenia. Are there any particular projects that have uh, touched you in, in a very special way that you hold very dear to you and that you want to see continued? Well, personally, I'm involved with the Medhus Project, House of Hope. And um, it's, Please talk a, about that. it's a home... It's a home for um, disadvantaged girls. Um, some of them are true orphans. Um, some of them come from a home where there is usually one parent, a mother, who is unable to take care of them. Um, we, they live with, in the home. They're educated. We have a very professional staff, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, um, social workers, um, some of them have been able to go back to their own homes, but only after our staff does the evaluation and makes sure that it's a safe environment. Um, a few of them that have grown up there and um, have become of age uh, have gotten married. We have a couple of them that got married and had children, and they're very happy. And, um, and it's got its challenges because these girls come to us with problems, obviously, and um, and some attitudes sometimes. It takes a while, and it takes hard work on our staff. But I'm, it's, it's, can I say, pet project? I don't mm -hmm. know. But I've done, uh, I've worked with them since the inception. And, um, it, yeah, it is, it is an important project to me. Is it not true, though, that, that subjects like that, um, you know, the, the, problems with the youth and, and, you know, abuse of women and all of that, that is not something that is talked about with the openness that it is here in the United States. Have you found that to be an issue in itself, that, that people just over there are not willing to acknowledge it enough, or is that no longer a problem, in your opinion? I think it's getting better. I think the fact that it's acknowledged even that these things happen, that there is domestic violence, there is abuse in the homes. The fact that it's, it's acknowledged and people are admitting that it's out there and, and they are willing to do it. And now there are organizations 
that are helping these women and giving them a choice. Um, I think that's a big thing. I, I think um, it, it was always swept under the rug, and I don't think that's I don't think it's that way anymore. I think it's it's out there, and 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 things are being done to help them. That's good to know. My mother is uh, Nakin uh, Didui Eva Medzorian was one of the founding members of AWA, which is the Armenian International Women's Association, and she said that when they had their first uh, conference in Armenia back in the '90s, so we're only talking, you know, 23, 24 years ago, um, the subject of domestic violence was brought up, and when it was. Uh, she said that the Armenian women, the women from Armenia who were in the audience, stood up and said, Amut, Amut. You know, we don't talk about things like that. Whereas the Americans who were in the audience and women from other countries were like, finally, we're able to discuss this here in an open forum. So hopefully things are, are, are working, you know, working out in that the communication is is better now. We're hearing more about it. And uh, so I certainly applaud that the, the work that uh, that you're doing there with that and uh, may it continue and may it succeed even more. So thank you. I certainly hope so. <laughs> now, how many times have you been to Armenia yourself? Three. And I went in 2018. I was there in 2005 and 2007. So within the last 20 years, you've been there three times. And you're planning yes. on, on attending the Veratats Haidenik number five uh, this September. I am. Your first time as a member of the Daughters of Vartan, in that capacity at least, as, as, as a leader. Um, what is it yes. about, you certainly know about these trips and, and the types of things that uh, the members who attend do. They visit the places where our efforts are, are underway, where our fundraising money has been sent and, uh, you know, hospitals and schools and and home projects and things of that sort, and a chance to meet with people who are directly affected positively uh, and in a positive way by our efforts here in the United States. Um, I'm sure that's got to be something that you're looking forward to seeing with your own eyes, too. I am, because the three times that I've gone, well, 2005 and 2007 um, was mostly, totally as a tourist. So I went to the... Uh, all the the different church uh, and the and the um, and the outlying areas and and did the the total tourist thing and yeah. and um, in two thousand in twenty eighteen when I went I went to Madhuis and did an, um, mostly just uh, spent half of my trip there auditing the books and checking out the the um, the facility and meeting the girls because I had not been able to do that. Our president, Adrian Krikorian, uh, went, goes every year, but I do my work from here. So I was able to do that and I saw things in, a, in exactly where our work was involved. And this time I am looking forward to, it's good. It will be a very different trip for me. It, um, it, we will still be doing some sightseeing, which I'm looking forward to, some of which I've seen before, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. But um, I am looking forward to actually seeing some of our projects and, and, and meeting people. Me there. too. And this will be my parents have gone, you may know. They've been to Armenia about a hundred <laughs> times since since 1972, which was the year that you joined the Daughters of Vartan. And, and their last trip, my father's last trip, was in uh, 20. 
18 and uh, my mother's, I think was, yeah, my mother's was, was in 2018 as well. But um, I went for the very first time in 2011 and it was a life-changing experience for me. I only wish I could have stayed longer. I was there for about a week. And, you know, I saw all the the, the touristy things. And, you know, I did go to Etchmiad Zinn and I went to Garni and spent a lot of time in the very late evening in Republic Square and, and saw my share of churches all over the place and all of that. Um, but my goodness, it is, you know, it's a small country geographically, and yet there is just so much to see there. And, uh, you know, our efforts, the, the efforts of the Daughters and the Knights of Vartan really do make a difference. And uh, is this the kind of experience that you think that if they are able to, that every knight and daughter at least once should try to have to visit Armenia? Because in my opinion, and maybe you agree with me, it really is a life-changing experience. And it, it, it gives you a whole new perspective and I think a more accurate perspective of, of what we are doing and, and the good that it is creating. I agree with that. And, and I have to say that um, when I went in 2005, basically I went kicking and screaming. I was not interested in, never thought about going. I went then and went again in 2027. I mean, I'm sorry, 2007. Mm-hmm. And um, very, uh, I, I just get amazed when I'm in some of those areas and I think they built this how many how many years ago without equipment, without um, all of the, the the modern type tools that are available now and it's still standing, how our ancestors, how intelligent they were and how capable they were to be able to do this when in today's world they build something and before you know what happens, it's already falling apart. Mm -hmm. And yes, they're old and they need renovation, a lot of them, but it's amazing to me to stand in there in in one of those uh, churches and and chapels and and look around and see the way it's been built and and with the intelligence and the knowledge that was there that they were so able to do this so long ago and it's still there indeed it is and yes i think that um a lot of people say nah i don't want to go besides my my parents weren't really from there we're from turkish armenia and uh, you know um why would i want to go um there's a there's a love of country, and maybe it's because it is all, it is Armenia. It is all Armenians, and now of course it's changing. Others are coming there, but there's a love of country that I we don't see that here because we are from immigrants from everywhere in the United States, and yeah, we're learning to go get along together and all that. But everybody has their own little background and it's different but there it's just a different feeling of of it's ours it's us we're armenians and this is our country and the people that live there truly truly love their country they do they do talk about a little bit just as we begin to wrap things up here um what your thoughts are in terms of the the overall collaboration and the connections between the daughters 
and the Knights of Vartan. What do you, how do you see that role? I think that has changed over the years. Um, maybe just because the mentality of the men and women have changed as the newer generations come along. Um, I think the, the, um, uh, the feelings that were there years ago where, um, look, when I grew up, it was like my dad was the, the man of the house and, and he, his board was, you know, he, he ruled at least outwardly, you know, mm-hmm. and then my mother, you know, from behind the scenes just took care of everything. Uh, I think we're, we're, I think that, that attitude and that feeling that um the woman is subservient to the to our husbands to the men and and uh, that's changed um and completely in 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 the world i think uh women have more than proven themselves um in leadership roles in in all kinds of uh, uh professional positions and and knowledge and and i think um our men are, uh, respect that, and um, I think we're more on an equal basis, and I think that's important. And you knew uh, Avak Spadabed, Steve Adams, before, obviously, you became Avak Didui, and, and the two of you seem to work be able to work together pretty well. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Um, I, I don't know, I didn't know Steve closely, but I've known Steve for many, many years, more on the um, uh, diocesan level. I have um, been a diocesan delegate from our, our parish for many years and have um, seen his capabilities to conduct those meetings and to, um, he's a very, very efficient man. <laughs> what can I say? And yes, we have a good rapport. We can email each other and talk to each other and it's it, it makes my life much easier. It's very nice to be able to uh, have that connection. Tell us a little bit about you personally, uh, your family, and also what you like to do when, and not that this happens very often, when you have some downtime. Uh, what What is relaxing <laughs> for you? Well, um, I um, enjoy going to the theater, so I've kept uh, up with my season tickets at the Amundsen with uh, my dear friend Adrian, who is the president of Merluis and is, I've done most of my traveling over the years because she has pushed me to go with her, and we're real good friends, so I, I do that. I enjoy, uh, honestly, I just enjoy the camaraderie of being with my um my sisters and my friends, uh, and mostly I have a, a lot of Odar acquaintances, but the closest that I feel are with my Armenian uh, women friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy that. I, um, I got married in 1962, and unfortunately my husband's health didn't, uh, it wasn't very good, and he passed away about 31 years ago now. I have three grown daughters who are the love of my life mm-hmm. and um, we enjoy, and I have two granddaughters, so a very feminine family. And what do they my call you? son-in-laws, I'm sorry? What do your granddaughters call you? Nama. Nama, okay. N-A-M-A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Nama. 
So, and you know, they're they're ones away at college now, and the other one is sixteen and a half and getting ready to get her driver's license and break out into the world. And um, she'll I'm, never be the we same. We enjoy that. a lot of it. She'll never be this. I said she'll never be the same after that. Once, oh, once she gets I her know. license, <laughs> I, I know. So they're 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 a big, huge part of my life. Um, we just enjoy each other a lot. We love to play games, yeah, and we we just have fun together. So. Um, well, I want to tell you, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today, and uh, thank you for letting me through the facilities of our podcast, uh, introduce you to as many of our members as possible, our knights and daughters who are listening. I know it's been six months since Las Vegas and another five and a half months until Glendale for our next grand convocation. But uh, sounds like the daughters of Arton are in pretty good hands right now. And uh, well, Thank you, David. I, I appreciate that. And I wish you the very best in uh, the time that you are Serving, and I know that even when that time is over, that that, that your service to the knights, uh, the excuse me, the daughters of Vartan, will will not come to an end. Uh, as your predecessor, uh, Diana Tukmanian, told me last summer over a cup of coffee in the uh, restaurant in Vegas, uh, she says, "You realize," she says, "that once you uh, join the daughters of Vartan, you really never leave, even if you're the uh, Avagdirui." She says, "Once you stop," she says. It never ends. And the and the best part is, and she was quite sincere about this. She goes, the best part is you don't want it to. And I think you think that's exactly true. Yeah. And and just so you know, we've kept it in the family because Diana is my first cousin. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Her father and my mother were brother and sister. Well, we had a really f- fun evening. It was just uh, um, the Nakina Vagdirui and her brother. And me, and we sat right. together, uh-huh. uh, yep, on uh, Wednesday night of the, so it was the day before everything really got underway, and we just sat in the cafe for a few hours, and we had a ball. And she talked about yeah. her, her childhood and, and the Armenian community that she, or they grew up in and all of that, and uh, it, we just had a wonderful time, so I, and I mentioned that in uh, the podcast. We were I, just together uh, last um Saturday, while she celebrated her 70th birthday, and they had a nice party, and we were all there together. So, happy birthday to my Diana. Indeed, and please give her my best and my my, my birthday wishes as well. Avak it has Thank been you. a pleasure to talk to you, and I look forward to seeing you uh, in Times Square on Sunday, April the 26th, and we'll have more on that in just a few minutes, and uh, in Glendale this summer, and in Armenia. Thank in you, Sep- David. In Armenia in September, so... Uh, Absolutely. A full year ahead. And uh, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Thank you, David. What a terrific lady. I hope you all enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. My thanks again to Grand Matron Avagdirui Alice Kalishchen, joining me today from San Fernando Valley, California. Of course, she'll be attending this year's Grand Convocation in Glendale, and I hope you'll be there as well. I'm certainly looking forward to it. The Highway to L.A., as the convocation is being called, will be held this summer from July the 14th through the 19th at the beautiful Hilton Los Angeles North in Glendale. The Ardas, Revont, and Sevan Lodges will join the Navart, Varteni, and Gayane Otyads as your hosts for this year's event, 
We'll have much more on the Grand Convocation in the months ahead, but you can book your trip right now, in fact, at a terrific Grand Convocation rate at the hotel. Simply go to the Knights and Daughters of Vartan website at kofv.org and go to the main pull-down menu at the top of the homepage and then click on Grand Convocation 2020. It's going to be an exciting and very important week for all Knights and Daughters, so make every attempt to join us. Bring your families, of course. I mean, it is California, and there'll be plenty of fun things to do. I'll be there, and I hope to see you there as well. I also hope to see you this September in Armenia for Veratat's Haidini 5, Return to the Motherland. It's our annual Knights and Daughters pilgrimage to Hayastan. This year's visit is from September 19th through the 27th with an optional trip to Artsakh that will begin two days earlier on September 17th. It is an extraordinary experience for everybody who attends, and I know because my parents have been there almost every time, and they have always gotten so much from that trip. An extraordinary experience, and you'll not only meet with political and religious leaders, but you'll also have the chance to visit parts of the country where knights and daughters of Vartan are making a difference. You'll see firsthand some of the humanitarian projects that our lodges and otyags are involved in, and you'll have a chance to meet the men, women, and children for whom your efforts have meant so much. And of course, there'll be plenty of time for fun, sightseeing, shopping, and all of that. And as I said, it's going to be an extraordinary time, so please try to attend. I'll be going this year for the first time as a member of the Knights of Vartan, and I can't wait. I hope to see you there as well. Finally, many of your lodges and otyags will be directly involved in Martyrs' Day commemoration events in your area this spring. Check with your Sparabids and Diruis to see when and where those events will be, and please bring your families as we remember the one and a half million Armenians who died in the first genocide of the 20th century. Now, if you're on the East Coast or you plan to be visiting the East Coast during the last week of April, then please join us in New York City's Times Square on Sunday, April 26th at 2 p.m. for the annual Genocide Commemoration Program. These speakers will include our own Grand Commander Stephen Adams and our Grand Matron Alice Kalustian, along with many other distinguished speakers and performers. There will be more on the Times Square Genocide Commemoration Program in the weeks ahead, but check the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page and the website at kofv.org for the very latest information on all of these events, including bus transportation to and from Times Square. Of course, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page always has the latest news about what all of our lodges and otyads are involved in, both here and in Armenia. It includes great photos submitted by our brothers and sisters from across the country, as well as, of course, from the motherland. Our website is also a great resource for members, and it's filled with all sorts of useful information about our various lodges and otyads and so much more. So check that out at kofv.org. And of course, our website, Facebook page, YouTube channel, and of course, our digital and print publication, The Avarite. All of them are produced and maintained by our terrific communications liaison in Armenia, Gohar Palyan. If you have a question or comment about the Talking Vartan podcast or would like to have your lodge or otyag profiled on a future episode, or if you have an idea for a podcast topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me directly through the Talking Vartan podcast Facebook page, or you can email me at talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. Say that once again, talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. 
As always, thanks to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorki Lorki, from his album One Take, Armenian Dance Songs. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, is the exclusive property of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Osped David Medzorian. Any use of this program without the expressed written permission of both parties is prohibited. Well, that will do it for this edition of Talking Vartan. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you can hear and download all of our podcasts by going to iTunes, SoundCloud, and of course, the Talking Vartan Facebook page. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Ararat Lodge Number 1 here in Boston. Thanks for joining us. Tzadesu tune. <laughs>